Chicago Police Sergeant Khalil Muhammad has admitted he had no lawful justification for shooting and injuring an unarmed teenager with mental disabilities in 2017. Nonetheless, Chicago's police board signed off on a deal that allows the officer to keep his job. WBEZ has found that the board made that decision without some key evidence. Our reporter Chip Mitchell with the story. Here's Sergeant Muhammad's version of what happened when he shot Ricardo Hayes, an 18-year-old with autism. He was getting home from work around 5 a.m. Muhammad told investigators that Hayes was standing by a neighbor's vehicle and looked suspicious because of recent car break-ins in the area. Suspicious to me because I knew that wasn't his vehicle. I've never seen this guy before. The sergeant said he pulled up to Hayes, announced he was a police officer, and asked what he was doing. Hayes ran off, and Muhammad drove after him. A home security camera down the block recorded what happened there. Hayes stopped on the sidewalk as Muhammad arrived in the SUV. The teen took a few steps toward the vehicle. Muhammad says he saw the teen pull out a dark object that looked like a weapon. Turns out it was a cell phone. The sergeant fired two rounds, hitting the teen twice and injuring him. Hayes ran off again. Eventually, Muhammad caught up with him and called for help. The guy pulled like he was about to pull a gun on me, walked up to the car, and I had to shoot. So that's Sergeant Muhammad's story. But the agency that investigates shootings by police, it's COPA, the Civilian Office of Police Accountability, that agency found inconsistencies in his story. Remember the sergeant said Hayes looked suspicious because of recent car break-ins? COPA said Muhammad named only one break-in, and it was nearly a mile away, and that he had no reason to start chasing the teen in the first place. And remember the sergeant said how he first pulled up to Hayes and announced he was a police officer? COPA found surveillance footage that shows he drove right by the teen, making it hard to believe he identified himself like that. And then Muhammad's story about thinking Hayes was pulling a gun on him. In a second interview with the sergeant, a COPA investigator cast doubt on that. You told us earlier that you saw a black object fly out of his hand. Yes. So is it your testimony that you never looked for the black object? I stand on my previous statement. COPA kept asking the sergeant questions about chasing the teen instead of first securing the object he said he still thought could be a gun. COPA pointed to that evidence in a report that raises doubt after doubt about Sergeant Muhammad's story. But the police board, according to its executive director, did not have that evidence when it decided on Muhammad's discipline for the shooting. Instead, at its December meeting, the board voted to sign off on a plea agreement, a deal between Sergeant Muhammad and the police superintendent. Voting in favor are board members Wolf, Crowell, Delgado, Flores, O'Malley, Zop, and myself. The motion passes. Under the plea deal, Muhammad admitted he shot the teen without lawful justification. In exchange, the board gave the sergeant a six-month suspension and kept him on the force. Police Board President Guillaume Foreman would say only one thing about the decision. We reviewed the case and the board agreed with the superintendent's recommendation of six months based on the facts of the case. Foreman and the board's vice president, Paula Wolf, refused to discuss it. The police board hearing officer assigned to the case did not answer whether she provided the board any information about the credibility of Sergeant Muhammad's story. The police board executive director said it would be inappropriate for him to discuss. And the board denied our request for records about why they approved the deal. The police board could have sought more evidence in the case, but the only way it could have done that was to first reject the plea agreement. That would have kicked off a potentially lengthy process leading to an evidentiary hearing, something like a trial. 
and it could have resulted in Sergeant Muhammad getting no discipline at all. That's a matter of due process, and it's a matter of employee rights. Walter Katz is a police oversight expert who worked in Mayor Rahm Emanuel's office for two years. He says evidentiary hearings allow accused officers to defend themselves. To confront witnesses who testify against them and to present evidence. But the police board agreed with Superintendent Johnson and Sergeant Muhammad that the plea agreement and its exhibits were enough. The board's decision to keep Muhammad on the force outraged police accountability advocates. This plea deal is unjust and contrary to the best interest of the people of Chicago. Craig Futterman is a University of Chicago law professor. What you have in this case is a deal between the superintendent and a sergeant, two police officers, so that a sergeant who shot a disabled child without any justification whatsoever can keep his gun and CBD badge. That shouldn't make anyone in the city sleep well tonight. We asked for Mayor Lori Lightfoot's thoughts on whether it was a good idea to let an officer keep his job after finding he used deadly force without lawful justification. We also asked whether Lightfoot believes the police board's decision shows a lack of independence from the police. She knows a lot about these things. She ran for mayor largely as a critic of weak police oversight in Chicago. And she was the police board president when she launched that mayoral campaign. Since winning the mayor's office, Lightfoot has had the power to appoint the board's members and the police superintendent. But her office did not respond to our questions. Despite shooting Ricardo Hayes without justification, Sergeant Muhammad will be going back on duty. Chip Mitchell, WBEZ News.